to another episode of Lani Living. I'm Lana Parker and today we have Lois Slocum. Lois is a complementary therapist and we're going to be talking all things cancer and complementary therapies um, to help give some advice to people out there that aren't quite sure how you deal with cancer and complementary therapies, what you're allowed, what you're not allowed and these are all things that me and Lois are going to be talking about. But before we do that, let's get Lois in on this and allow her to explain exactly who she is, um, what she does and how did she start doing it. So over to you, Lois. So I um, did a um, degree in complementary therapies at the University of Westminster. So I've been practising now for 14 years in between having children. Um, so I did a three-year degree and then since then I've continued to do sort of continuing professional development courses in various different areas. My most recent course has been the cancer massage which was in November 2019. That's the um, one we want to get you on. <laughs> I can't wait I was so I was so upset because when when I found out about you doing cancer massage and I contacted you that's when we went into lockdown and I've yes. been waiting all this time for you to get your hands on me which sounds disgusting <laughs> but I don't care but yeah I can't wait so sorry I'm interrupting you because I'm getting so excited about you explaining about this to people. <laughs> no, no no don't be sorry at all so it all came about so during my um degree um when I first started off because I mainly focused on bodywork treatments um massage was um massage with cancer was considered a massive contraindication you weren't meant to massage anyone mm. with cancer so we now know that that's not actually true so we know a lot more about how cancer spreads around the body so they well, used to yeah, sorry, that was um, one of the things I was going to say. One of the reasons that I wanted you to chat um, because on the um, private group that I talked to about with all the other people around the world with, with EHE, and one person actually posted, um, can I have a massage with cancer? And now from my old training, you, you, it was, no, you can't have a massage uh, when you have cancer and this person started to ask him all these questions and I thought you know what I just need to get hold of Lois and for you to explain to us um, so this this whole whole thing came about that they changed what was their reasoning for saying that you couldn't have a massage so they used to think um, because massage increases the circulation that the worry was that if you were to massage over an area, whether it was a known cancer or an unknown cancer, that you might break off the cancer cells and spread it around the body. What we now know about the how cancer spreads around the body is that it is through the circulation, it is through the lymphatic system, but just having a sedentary lifestyle could lead to that happening anyway. And often with cancer, depending on how quickly a growing cancer it is, it could have been there sort of weeks, months, if not years before any symptoms actually start to show. So chances are, as a massage therapist, lots of us are working with people who have cancer, but they don't even know about it yet. Um, so now that we know um, that massage isn't going to cause major problems with someone with cancer, um, we, we, can, we are able to treat people but also with the cancer massage course it's about learning about the different types of therapies as in chemotherapy, radiotherapy, surgery that people are likely to have gone through 
and how that's likely to be affecting them on a day to day basis and how that might affect them in the long term, which will impact on how you would want to treat someone. So with the example of sort of chemotherapy and radiotherapy, it can have an impact on bone density. So if someone um, then has osteoporosis or osteopenia, which is the precursor to osteoporosis, you wouldn't want to be doing a deep massage on them. Um, and everyone does vary differently as to how, you know, their bones hold up with treatment long term. So a big part of the cancer massage is a very lengthy consultation at the beginning to know all about the person, to know about what treatments they've had, what medications they've had and what ongoing symptoms and effects they're experiencing. So you can tailor your treatment to them um, as a bespoke treatment. So would they have to still get um, confirmation from their oncologist or treating doctor um, for that or not? What I'm trying to say is because you are qualified in giving cancer massage specifically, would you still need confirmation from their oncologist? It's always a good idea just to get the go ahead from the oncologist. Um, during the, the course that I went on, um, we talk about a lot of the contraindications and things to be aware of for a treatment. Um, if a person is adamant they don't want to speak to their doctor, then you know you can get them to sign a disclaimer, but just to be on, on you know, to err on the side of caution, it's better to have the oncologist go ahead, especially if it's during the cancer treatment. If they're years and years down the line and they know that their bone density is good, then really there shouldn't be a problem. But always best to kind of just get the okay from the oncologist. I mean, I, I, I'm over the moon that, you know, that they have changed their outlook on this because, you know, one of the, the things about having cancer is well, you just absolutely stressed up to the eyeballs is yeah, everything stresses you out. I mean, we had a little chat earlier and I was saying to you, you know, I, I, I sometimes before I was actually on a, um, a course of antidepressants to stabilize my mood you know I would cry at the drop of a biscuit and and all of this things they're, they're just causing so much stress and you that's even worse for your body isn't it that you know actual yeah. stress and having cancer um you know looking at the fact that stress can sometimes speed up the cancer production of cells as well this is an amazing amazing thing that you know, now to be able to go and do that. Uh, have you ever had anybody in your family or friends that have had cancer? In yeah, you have. Um, yeah. So, so when I was, well, I was quite newly um, doing my my original course, my degree. My grandma was actually diagnosed with bowel cancer, and she um, was sent home for kind of end of life care. And she wasn't a very tactile lady, but she, because she was bedridden by this point, her she had a lot of lymphedema in her legs. And um, because she knew what degree I was doing, she asked me if I would massage her legs. And obviously at this point, I wasn't qualified in, in cancer massage, um, but I knew a little bit about the lymphatic system. So I just kind of worked gently with upwards moving strokes just to help move some of that tissue fluid just to help give her a bit of comfort and the difference in the size of her legs was quite notable even after sort of a 10-15 minute treatment just on her legs so I know just from from that personal experience and that was without like I say the training at the time what a difference just a very light massage could have on 
um, lymphedema, which is one of the, the main things that cancer massage can be really beneficial for. Yeah, I mean, personally, my left leg is 25% bigger than my right leg. And if I'm having a bad bout, because I have lymphedema from the radiotherapy that I've had to my hips, and uh, some of my lymph is damaged there. So my leg can swell and swell and it just, my right one looks like this little stick. And I, I looked to my left and I, I could just sit and think, how I feel like I've got two different bodies. And just the thought of having that, you know, all that fluid massaged away at the time would just be so nice because the skin is so sore, you know, yeah. when it's stretched, it's so, so sore. But um, do you, um, do you, is there any, you know, is it a big thing now that, there is more people training. Um, would you suggest people going just to somebody that is trained in cancer massage? Or, you know, what I'm basically saying is it concerns me that if somebody went to a massage therapist that didn't know what they were doing and it could, you know, cause more harm than good. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely worth doing the training just to, just to get a better understanding of the whole process of cancer and how it impacts on a person emotionally, like you mentioned earlier about the stress side of things. Yeah. Um, so massage, aside from the cancer massage, um, is very good for reducing stress levels and um, a big thing for me, which I realised on the course, is I like quite a deep massage and as a massage therapist, um, I would normally perform quite a deep massage and I kind of thought well what, what use is a light touch massage to someone that isn't you know ill and actually I fell asleep in, in the room <laughs> while I was having it done and it was just so lovely I think because it was such it was really light touch massage but it was full palm so you get a lot of skin coverage at the same time so it's a really deeply relaxing thing which for the body means it decreases your heart rate it decreases your blood pressure it brings down your cortisol levels which are your stress hormone and it can slow and deepen your breathing as well and as part of the stress response when we are stressed we tend to breathe in our upper chest so we take much shallower quicker breaths so all of that put together can really help with the stress levels but going back to your original question it's definitely worth seeing someone who is qualified I mean um just just to know that they know what they're doing yeah. and you know it, obviously as a as a client you know you will tell them as much information as you know um but a lot of the techniques are knowing not to use deep pressure and to use this kind of flat but light pressure and the other technique that we used a lot of was touch integration so it wasn't even a massage stroke but it was just a holding so it was a full body um technique where you start off at the head just with two hands on the head and then moving around to the arms down to the legs down to the feet and then back around the other side of the body so it's a really gentle treatment that is just very calm and peaceful and a, a lot I'm relaxed just listening to you <laughs> I'm, I'm just sat there going I want that now I just can we have soon, it now please <laughs> soon please Boris soon, let, soon. just let me out of this house <laughs> but no it sounds amazing and and mm. I think one of the things um especially with you know with with us cancer bots we do worry about making sure that we're with the right person because you're either of the type that either wants to totally ignore that you've got cancer um, yeah. and that's everybody to themselves but I think 
especially if you have a, a long-term cancer like I have as well, you've got more time to try and look into things. And I do think finding a specialist in everything. So we be become these people that ask, you know, well, are you qualified? Do you know what you're yeah. doing? You know, we, we must annoy so many nurses out there. Sometimes. Do you know what you're sticking that needle into? You know, but so for me, and you know, I, I definitely want to know if they were qualified in, in cancer yeah. massage because I just I think that our bodies take so much trauma as it is yeah. you know just any little anything that's nice and delicate and look after us like the little special people we are that's the best <laughs> thing um so we talked a little bit about um lymph system and um on when we I said to you earlier about somebody posted a message saying you know can you can you have cancer and I, I sort of said the old you know the old way of thinking was because you don't massage heavy around the lymph system and a lot of other people have posted and said yes as long as you don't touch the lymph don't touch the lymph yeah. and this person then put a question and said why what is the lymph system and what does it do so could you in layman's terms it's nice and simple tell us how the lymphatic system works Yes, so the lymphatic system is a separate system to your blood circulatory system. Um, so the the blood carries sort of your oxygen and your nutrients and they're all around your body. And then some of the fluid from the blood actually seeps out and becomes tissue fluid or lymph fluid. So this then bathes the cells in all the nutrients and it also helps to take away any toxins, any infections and sometimes cancer cells as well. Um, back to the lymph nodes where the toxins are then broken down. Um, and this all then feeds back into what's called the thoracic duct, which is the main kind of part of the lymphatic system. And that's where it then feeds back into your blood circulatory system. So your lymph is all around your body and you've got lymph nodes that are concentrated in certain areas. So areas like the back of the knee, the groin, um, the uh, armpits and the neck. Um, and that's where you would find a lot of the lymph nodes. Um, with certain cancers like breast cancers, the lymph nodes might be removed to check if there are any cancer cells in there. Um, and if lymph nodes are then removed, then that can mean that that limb or that quadrant, that kind of quarter of the body is more at risk of lymphedema or like you say in your case with radiotherapy, I'm not sure if you've had any lymph nodes removed, but um, with the radiotherapy, it can sometimes damage the lymph nodes as well. So during a cancer massage, you would, um, the idea is you want to move the lymph, but you wouldn't want to encourage the lymph to where there aren't the lymph nodes so you would be kind of moving it around to another area of the body so it doesn't kind of come up against a brick wall basically where it's got nowhere else to go um, and the problem with lymphedema is if it's left for a long period of time it can then lead to something called elephantitis which can then require surgery to take some of that pressure and that that lymph away. Yeah, I think I've seen pictures of that and you know the uh, the poor people that uh, you know end up having that it looks it looks so debilitating and you, you know we think of we have cancer and you think that's enough and then there's all these other side effects there's all the side bits that come with it yeah. um but yeah just understanding and knowing i think it helps people to to imagine where the where the cancer is especially whereabouts in their body it is um and how much the lymph system you know plays a part on that um yeah 
I don't I know you do all the complementary therapies as well Lois um because I've heard how amazing they are but uh just just give us a, a quick which other therapies do you do so I do uh, reflexology and I do use aromatherapy um although I haven't extended my aromatherapy to a, a cancer aromatherapy course at this point um and then I but the massage it tends to be things like pregnancy massage abdominal massage so it's it's lots of different bits and bobs um but during a treatment a general treatment with me it, I don't tend to stick to a straight up version of any yeah. of those <laughs> I tend to kind of pinch techniques from all over the place and yes just tailor it to what the person needs which in honesty, you're a massage so magpie oh yeah yes. little, <laughs> have a little bit of this and a little bit of that <laughs> and I think um, that that's the I think that is a sign of a, a really good professional massage therapist to be honest with you knowing yeah. that there's other little you know there's other techniques that can be brought in and um, reflexology especially for um, people with cancer and you know I think it's amazing for pain relief it's yeah. absolutely amazing isn't it yeah and um, some of the hospitals in the bigger cities do offer complementary therapies on site um, reflexology is particularly popular because it's done on the feet mainly it can also be done on the hands um, but because it's kind of done at the end of the body it's usually an it's an easily accessible area so if people have got kind of cannulas in or ports in or central lines or they've had surgery generally you're sat in kind of a semi-reclined position so it's quite a comfortable position for the majority of people um, and also pain pain and stress go hand in hand so when we're stressed we tense everything up and depending on you know what the cause of the pain is can depend how um, effective the treatment is but by having that kind of positive non-medical touch um, it's kind of calming it's relaxing but also it's a really good distraction for the brain so the brain is busy thinking about how lovely it feels while it's being done as opposed to the pain wherever that might be Oh yeah, and that human touch, I think just that human interaction, even just the slightest touch, it doesn't matter that you don't know this person, but you yeah. feel cared for immediately, don't you? And yeah. hospital settings can be so stressful. I think that's an absolutely amazing thing and uh, be great if our area yeah. <laughs> would come up with that. I, I literally just want to go to a hospital now then that has that. I don't really care about <laughs> what their oncologist does. I'll just say, do you yeah. have a complimentary therapy session? Yeah. <laughs> Can I book in? <laughs> However, I do know that um, in the area that um, we're in, in, in Lincolnshire, we have um, Barnabas, which a lot of areas don't have. And I, I couldn't believe this and this is a um a charity run part of the health service that helped to do all these things for cancer people and um i'll i'll go into detail another time about all the wonderful things they do but they do offer during their palliative care uh reflexology and reiki and different treatments and i just i thought it was wonderful that um they're still bringing that last bit of touch you know yeah. uh, all the way through the, whatever cancer journey you've got and um i think the complementary therapies are so important you know on par yes we need western treatment as well but complementary therapies yeah. you know we really they are wonderful yeah. but um yeah. is it when going back to the reflexology sorry um 
is there anything particularly that you cannot do with reflexology? Um, the only real thing to be aware of with reflexology, well, two things actually. One, if there's like to check the lower limb, just to check there's no major temperature changes which might indicate sort of a deep vein thrombosis. But the other thing is with chemotherapy, you can sometimes get the peripheral neuropathy where you start to lose the sensation in sort of the end points of kind of fingers and toes. Um, so you would just need to know those areas first and just to work a bit gentler on those. But with the reflexology, it's it's um, kind of a sure but, but gentle touch. It's not kind of digging in with, you know, knuckles and all the rest yeah, of it like you might, like you might do. I can't stand people touching my feet, but you, you show me you show me a reflexology um, therapist in front of me. I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm ripping my socks off. Yeah, and have my toesies. Yeah. I think that's a big difference with the reflexology because a lot of people are very ticklish with their feet, but because yeah. it is that it's that sure kind of caring healing touch if that's what you want to call it um as opposed to someone coming and tickling you you know it's yeah. a very different sensation to receive and like I say I do think the complementary therapies have a huge part in in medicine and it isn't to replace it you know it's not alternative medicine it's complementary it's meant to be worked alongside orthodox medicine well yeah it's too complement isn't it it's, yeah, and um I think I think if you get the right mix, it can it can work fantastically. And also, I think getting a, an oncologist or um, pain team as well that are involved and and are on board with complementary therapies, and that yeah. will also advise them is, is wonderful. You know, there's nothing worse than having a, a ther a, an onco oncologist that doesn't believe in that kind of thing. And it's so important, I think, you know, to to say there are these options yeah. give them a go and yeah. even you know if they can't if you can't afford them personally check out local charities and things like that because there are yeah. so many that will do that but um what um if you could ad offer advice to um anybody with cancer um what am i trying to say um is there anything else like we've talked about reflexology and uh, we've talked about the cancer massage. Are there any any other kind of complementary therapies that you would you would advise? I mean, there's a huge amount out there. So um, there's things like acupuncture and herbal medicine and homeopathy, and you've already mentioned the Reiki. Um, some of the more basic ones that people can do at home on their own are meditation and visualization or kind of mindfulness, breathing techniques. Um, but going back to the other, other complementary therapies where you would need a, a therapist, things like herbal medicine could be great, but you just need someone that knows about the drug interactions. So things like St. John's Walk can be very good for depression, but again, you need to check it's not going to interact with any of the medication yeah. you're on. And things like ginger can be really good for nausea, which is obviously a very common side effect of a lot of the cancer treatment. Um, but yeah, it's, I think a, a lot of it is about what the person would have enjoyed doing before their cancer diagnosis. Yeah, that's the um, thing, isn't it? How often it, they are yeah. to and try it, and different complementary therapies. Yeah, and not everything's going to suit everyone, but it's a case of being open-minded and seeing seeing what suits you and also making sure that your therapist has got experience and has got the, the relevant qualifications. Yes. Yeah, I'll just, I could talk all day to you about these things, I really could. And I think I'm gonna to have to get you back on as well once we've got into, um, into get rid of this lockdown and it would be great to have a, um, 
a face-to-face I don't mind being yeah. there yeah. while I'm being massaged. I'll do, <laughs> I'll do anything for a massage just to oh. show people the different strokes and techniques as well. For a, a, a video massage <laughs> sounds quite awful now that I've said it. I'm, I'm coming to think, oh my God, what on earth do you set yourself up for? There'll be people leaning in just because they think there's going to be uh, bodies and massage. Not that type. I will be yeah. clothed. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I just thought it would be a good idea, actually. We could show people, couldn't we, um, yeah. what it involves. Because it is scary. I think a lot of people are scared of complementary therapies because um, they they just, I don't know. I can't understand why. I suppose now we're beginning to open up a little bit more. But there are a lot of people that are of the the thought process that, um, that oh, they, they're just they're just mumbo jumbo and they're not going to do anything for you but like you say they're complementary aren't they to run yeah, alongside and yeah. um but did you say that aromatherapy massage is very different to just aromatherapy again yeah so it depends so, so there's there's different kind of strings to aromatherapy so aromatherapy is just using essential oils so that can be with like a warm compress a cold compress in your bath in the shower diffusers um and aromatherapy massage is using um a tailored set of oils for that person so there are different things that you could do again you just need to check which oils may or may not um, interact with any medication that you're on but especially with um things like nausea if it's kind of um, if you're you're feeling very nauseous, you can start to anchor yourself with a nice smell. Let's say you know lavender is your favourite, or frankincense is your favourite. You can use that to try and take yourself to a a distracted point, so you're not just focused on that feeling of feeling sick. I've just bought myself um, an a, 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 a atomizer. Is that all the atomizers that you play yeah. in? And um, then I I bought this box full of oils, and I've got them at that and. I haven't got a clue what they are, but I feel like I'm <laughs> cooking something. I'm yeah. sprinkling this and sprinkle a bit of that. And oh, that looks good. I know what that's for. I'll put some of that in. And sometimes <laughs> I do think, I don't think it was the best idea putting about six different fragrances into, into the atomizer. <laughs> and some of them really don't work together. So yeah. I think I might have to actually start looking up a bit more about yeah. essential oils. And a nice way to do it is to kind of just take it two or three and hold the bottles next to each other and just sniff them together oh, and see it, now you see nice. that's yeah. what that's what a clever person like you would do <laughs> i would just put them all in a pot and set fire to them and um make the fire again come in 10 minutes but no oh so put the two pots together you say and then Put yep. them underneath and then kind your of, nose. Yeah, wash them underneath your oh. nose and see if they smell nice together. <laughs> I feel like I've just been given the most important piece of information. <laughs> you know, actually, this afternoon, no, I'm going to be going and, and uh, just wafting things under my nose. <laughs> oh, gosh, thank you so much for that. Do you know what, oh, Lois? I absolutely adore you. I really do. Um, I think you're so clever at what you do. You, you can always hear the passion. And I have actually been onto your facebook um and watch some of your videos as well that you do put out there so if anybody wants to go onto facebook it's it's lois slocum therapies i'll i'll put a link on the um podcast at the end for that um but you do some great videos where you're, you're showing people as well about massage and explaining techniques and and i think those little little clips are more informative than actually sitting and reading like a five-page booklet on them. Where did you come up with the idea for doing that? Was it 
Well, it's just um, through learning through various different tutors over the years. Um, there's a, a physiotherapist that I follow and she does a lot of techniques. And I thought, well, why can't I share these with my, with my exactly. clients and followers? And, and, <laughs> and sometimes it is. And I do find myself in treatments often giving out the same sort of stretches or the same techniques. And I just think not everyone is able to access complementary therapies, whether yeah. it's for sort of distance reasons or financial reasons or just body confidence reasons um so by just sharing that hopefully that will just get to help yeah. me a little bit I mean that's that's great I I know you know my physical disabilities that I've got now I, I used to come to you for massage before we found out exactly what it was and I loved it anyway I <laughs> even though you you know you weren't going to be able to cure me of cancer so it didn't matter I really enjoyed the massages um like I say we didn't really know what they were but as I've gone on now and I've got I've got limits to movement and walking and things like that. And I'm having to, um, you know, do a lot of physio and um, the, the, your videos explaining the small things are so much easier than trying to, you know, trying to think, oh, can I do that? Will, will, that, will my legs allow me to do that? And also watching um, yoga and things like that. Um, just trying to get into things but yeah so I want to thank you for them videos because they're really they're great keep oh, keep welcome. on please <laughs> please keep on because like you say they're free <laughs> we all like a freebie oh but, definitely <laughs> but yeah so thank you so much for being with us today Lois oh, um, and like, like I just said you've got the Facebook um page your your, your business Facebook page and um I will drop all of your other details as well at the bottom of here um because i just think everybody should know how wonderful you are oh, but, thank, um, you <laughs> but thank you so much for your time today and it's been absolutely wonderful and hopefully oh. we'll have you back and when this dreadful lockdown's finished we'll have some kind of little vlog of yes, some of your <laughs> massage techniques which should be great to see and thank yeah. you so much for all your information but oh, thanks very much yeah so thank you so much Lois um and thank you for listening and if you have any questions please contact me through the website Lani Living or any of the social media pages and if you'd like to contact Lois herself you'll find her on her Facebook page Lois Slocum Therapies so it's time to say goodbye and I'll speak again soon stay safe and namaste